was younger, they always like the adults always used to say that it doesn't matter how much money somebody has, you can always still tell whether they have like class, whether they have mm-hmm. pedigree, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just what it is. When you didn't have money before, and all of a sudden you have money that you cannot explain, you start thinking that there is a way that people that have money look. look. And, you try to and then like you that. start trying to look like that. Meanwhile, but in your attempt to look like people that have money, you show that you don't have. And you now look stupid. You look stupid. Look stupid. But then, to be honest, yeah, I will There are some people, Sha, that like not only like they make quick money and whatever, but then you can tell that they're also trying to change their life. Yeah. You now see that okay, they're trying to work on their speech and the way they pronounce yeah. their, their words, the way they dress. They'll not be looking at people like it, that's not really bad. It's not a bad. I mean, the way they made money is a bad thing. But yeah. like the fact that they are trying to change, I want But majority of them, they will not go and buy um, what do you call this thing? Gucci jackets, um, Gucci suits. In fact, See. top and bottom with matching shoe. I tell you, I heard of this guy that was doing fraud. Mm-hmm. He cashed out big. Him and his friends, they went. They bought matching um, Mercedes. <laughs> They bought them in different colors. So uh-uh. when they're going out, it's like a whole convoy of uh-uh. colored Mercedes. He went to this guy that has like um you know how in Nigeria they have these these guys that do fish, grilled fish yeah, and all yeah. these things. He went and paid him so that anytime him and his guys come, just... do you know how useless you have to be that you get money and one of the things that enters your mind is point and kill. To eat fish. You want unlimited fish. No, no. You know, for them it's flex so that when they pull up, all the other guys are waiting for their food. They will not put them aside. The guy will not come with their own fish first and say, ah, boss. See, my boss. My guy. <laughs> Think all the other people they are looking for their fish, they're not I'm looking like, at them like wow. wow. The way I see like, point and kill. I don't understand why you can't just dream big. Think big. No, no, Look at the bigger picture. What do you say? Unlimited supply of fish is a big vision. <laughs> ah, I, I know somebody that said that after they make their first million, they are going to buy a carton of Indomie. I know that somebody too. <laughs> it's a crate of eggs, and then they put two two corned beef, two yeah. packs of corned beef inside. I said, what kind of meal is that? I said, no, just to face balance. <laughs> you use it to process the million that you just made. <laughs> After you finish eating that one, you will sleep. Then you say, now, what do I do with this money? You've made your first million. You've now spent 4,500 <laughs> out of it. Now your money is 900 and... <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, it's, ridiculous. it's ridiculous and i think like the whole fraud thing is actually becoming such an issue because even in secondary schools these boys are finishing and they're like what they're looking social forward to doing media. is 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 fraud. it is it is and the thing is like you now see babes that like 16 year old babes now come on did you see that thing about um, 1500 pounds and um, monthly maintenance Oh, I saw that. Sixteen-year-old girls are looking at that. No, she's not sixteen. Somebody I'm saying said that she are was basically at saying like, um, "Oh, girls spend a lot of money on upkeep. Oh, it's like before you do your nails and then your hair, then your wax and your mm-hmm. this. It's easily one thousand five hundred pounds a month." And I'm like, "Hold on, I'm very aware of what the average starting salary is in the UK. There's no way." Even if you are not just starting, because you know taxes, tax mm-hmm. after fifty k, you're getting taxed almost half mm-hmm. of your paycheck. Mm-hmm. So, in what world are you affording <laughs> one thousand five hundred pounds? 
for yourself as per monthly upkeep. Listen, even if you can afford it, as I'm in my father's house, I don't pay for groceries, I don't pay bills, nothing. You my salary is 100% income. I will not bring out one to five to do, to do, what? do upkeep. Do you know what? what? When, I, when, when, I <laughs> when I was in college, I was like, oh, let me go get my hair done. You know how we do in Nigeria now? Mm. You just go to the shop, 7K, baby, your hair's done. <laughs> This woman charged me 80 pounds for box braids and they were not nice. <laughs> like the ends were not fully braided and everything. Yeah. It was it was just a horrible job. And after that, ask Osasu, once we get to London like this, <laughs> all of us will buy our attachments. You sit down. Everybody will do this person's hair. When you get up, you join them. The next person sits down. We'll all do this person's hair. We'll finish your hair like that. You don't pay. What are you paying all that money for? I feel like it's just not, it's not even a thing of, obviously, if you have a great amount of money you mm-hmm. can spend that yeah, if you want you, you but personally even if i had that much money so i will not, not be spending that amount UK, i'm not doing it if you're earning 30 percent and thirty thousand pounds right so you're earning more than 75 percent of the mm-hmm. population mm-hmm. so literally a lot of people are never ending up to that amount of money that's what i'm saying like, so then it now begs the question where's the money coming from many times it's not all the time because obviously some people are doing some this people, thing by themselves. Yeah. Some sometimes I get it. That money is coming from the men in their lives. The and if the men in their lives are within that seventy five percent that's not earning over thirty K, where's the money coming from? But that's the thing, they will not put the pressure government. on um on demand. Man will not be sacrificing you should be saving for house. You're not giving it to your babe to go and buy Prada bucket hats. That's not how some to buy bucket hats and Prada bags. Did you watch Blue Therapy? I don't know. No, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you're not supposed to build a house instead of buy a house. You're supposed to buy a house. That's what I want to do. I want to buy land in the UK. Wait, tell me. Wait, let's think about it. These are things we want to do. In the meantime, while we are saving for it, we're not going to take out one five every month. I will do my nails. I will do my hair. I will do my... I bought a really expensive wig a little while ago. And when I tell you till today, I haven't summoned up the courage to tell my mother how much that <laughs> was because she's going to be like, "Why?" Like, explain it. I mean, obviously, I know why I did it. Yeah, I had been working like back to back. I was finishing yeah. work at eleven, and I just felt like, you know what? Let me treat myself. Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't have the money. I bought that wig, and I told a couple of people, and even the people that are my age, as I told, they were like, "Excuse me." <laughs> How much did you say? The way you told me, so I said, I converted it to pounds. <laughs> <laughs> say it again. <laughs> I said, so, like, wow. <laughs> no, my, my parents would be, if they found out that I was even earning that much money and I was spending it in such a ridiculous way, my dad would be so thoroughly disappointed. Disappointed. He'll be it's like, so you haven't seen enough from the people around you to know that. There's so much more to life than these things. You haven't seen it yet. Like, you say it's wrong for you to buy all these things. No, but like but priorities. Because to be honest, I can't imagine. I can't do it. But when I reason it, I'm like, see, I've not achieved anything in this life. It's anything substantial in this life that I'm not going to be doing one five upkeep. When I have my house, I'm driving my nice car, and I'm. I will. I, I will have. Yeah, I will happily when, drop one. Back when, when I was when I was in Nigeria, waxing every month wasn't an issue, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like it's affordable. It was twenty k for home service. Mm-hmm. If you get those northern women to do it for you, they'll come to your house. Twenty k full body, you're done. Mm-hmm. If you go to the shop or something, there was a place in Abuja that we used to go, and I'm telling you, it was ten k. Full body wax mm-hmm. was ten k. So yeah, you can afford to be doing that, but then. <clears throat> I don't see how you're going to a place that's charging you 80 pounds 
for a wax or 100 and something pounds for a wax i'm gonna do laser soon and the laser services for your full body is 100 and for something pounds but you need you need and like six yes. yeah, yeah you need like six sessions and then after that you don't have to do as much anymore i'm probably not going to start with the full body but mm-hmm. you know it's something that i can do because i have been saving mm-hmm. i have money that i can spend on this thing for six sessions it's mm-hmm. not like it's going to be an every month for the rest of my yeah. life type of thing you get but i don't understand it i really don't understand you know the other day i was seeing this thing um there was this ad for people young people to start writing their wills and things like mm-hmm. that Rest and i was thinking yeah, yeah i think it's a good idea like I, if you like do have drafting my well, we don't have anything okay you have even like the small things you have that you own that you can still want to give them out to people if something were to happen so it's like for me i have i don't have a lot mm-hmm. but i have something mm-hmm. that can be given to like if i were to go mm-hmm. i would want specific things to go to specific people yeah so i would want to <laughs> I'm, I'm 24 now i think i'm going to actually draft my my will like my first will when i'm 25 mm-hmm. but then when i started thinking of the whole drafting my will thing i'm like okay so what do i have first of all that i can even give out I cannot imagine that what I have to it's be like giving you, out. You say my expensive wig. Give, uh, give, give to my sister. I give you my, my expensive wig. My I give you my bag, my handbag. Like there has to be more. There Something has to be like, more. That would change. But not all. Not all not of them. All. A lot of them actually depreciate. When you start wearing those things, Especially it depreciates. Jewelry. Yes. The thing is, you know what I realized was the biggest scam? Buying designer jewelry. If it's not a jewelry house, like, um, okay, like Van Cleef now, they make their jewelers, um, Bulgari, their jewelers. If I go to LV, no, they do have jewelry. Let me say Coach now. If I go to Coach and say I'm spending 500 pounds on a jewelry piece, half of the time, it's no better quality than what I will find in New Look. Really and truly. It's the same materials. It's it just has a big logo on it. Exactly. If you're going to a jewelry house, then you know that, okay, these are authentic yeah. gems. Yeah. These are, you know, I understand why I'm bringing out that money and this will appreciate in value. Even diamonds self, they're not that valuable. They're expensive, buying, but they're not valuable. If you're not buying... If you're not buying... If you're not buying, like, raw... Minerals. Like, raw diamonds, there's no point. Like, let me not say there's no point because personally i wouldn't mind buying like enhanced diamonds or lab grown diamonds mm-hmm. or things like that just because i want to have that but, but if i'm that. buying something and i'm trying to tell myself like oh yeah this is an investment it has to be a raw yeah. one yes and even with and like she said like with gold for example right now that is my thing anywhere i see authentic mm-hmm. legit gold the one that they put on the scale they weigh for you <laughs> I can buy if I have the money for it because I feel like these are things that it's not going to fade, it's not going to tarnish. Mm-hmm. I can have children and my children can give their own and, children, you exactly. know. And also with that, like Osai said, now it has to be the raw one because I don't like recently I've been really into jewelry. Like I'm trying to move away from buying perfume, so I'm like, what can I move into? And it's been jewelry. I know it's not an investment, but I'm no, looking that, for, per, per, see, the per, thing per, is a short term investment. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you walk past people and you enchant them. <laughs> If my perfume bottle dropped and broke, especially all those ones that I'm buying 100 and something, 200, <laughs> I will rock myself on the floor. What do you mean? All my clothes, I'll not be dipping it inside. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, like, so you know, everybody has something that their money goes to. So for me, it's perfume. And I'm like, this thing isn't going to do anything for me in the long term. I mean, I'm going to smell good, yeah. but in the long term. So I'm like, okay, what can I look into now? It's jewelry. Mm-hmm. And I was looking like, 
buy like you said buying it like in its raw form and like from like a gold dealer or something because you can go to Cartier and buy a love bracelet. It's real gold, though. But by the time you calculate the amount of gold that is in there, what it's worth compared to what they are buying it for, I think somebody calculated it on TikTok and it was like you're paying a markup price of almost four thousand pounds extra. The gold itself was worth like two thousand something pounds. Yeah. That love bracelet is six k. I'm like, no. Why so at the end of the whole thing, even though yes, it appreciates. It's going to appreciate from the two K value. Yes, yeah. if you want to sell it, it's from the two K, not from your six K that you paid paid for it. That remaining four K is branding, intangibles. Just like Supreme, they'll just carry that in our pocket. And put on. I miss that brand so much. Why? Because it just put that in everything. I saw, I saw like a brick that had Supreme on it, and I'm like. And they were selling it. <clears throat> I don't know whether they were saying, but I saw the picture of the brick <laughs> with Supreme on it, and I was like, okay. Like, the price has gone up like 10 times, oh. times 100. What? No. Nah. It's it crazy. And the thing is, like, me now, the way I am, I know myself. It's marketing used to ca- catch me. Packaging, I love it. Yeah. Let it all be sparkly. But I've also reached an age where it's like, I see things, I'm like, I don't need that. Yeah. But these babes are doing 1.5k monthly upkeep. They will see they want to they pay for it. It's Later, like, they are broke at the end of the month. My, Why? Thing, my thing with all of that, right, is. They are not overdraft. My thing with all of that is, if you want to do it, if you have the means to do it, go ahead and do it. Yeah. But please don't be lying to yourself that this is this is an investment. It's mm. not an investment. Just tell yourself, I just want this now. You're about to mm-hmm. go to People are saying it's as a standard, like the norm. Mm-hmm. Spending 1,500 when you're not earning 2,000 pounds every month on upkeep is it's stupid. And that, that brings me back to what I was even talking about 16 year olds. 16 year old girls will be seeing this, they'll now be wondering, how can I get this amount of and money to be able to up? And then that's where the grooming issue also now comes. Exactly. Do you see that? When I say that human life is so intricate, like everything is, everything almost is everything wo- is like, woven. Yeah. Yeah. Only older men that I give them the life that they want. And even those so older men. Boys now go to do Yahoo and then what again? Is that not why my uncle said that nobody wants to work again? <laughs> he said everybody <laughs> wants to follow. Everybody <laughs> wants to wear bone straight. <laughs> wants to wear bone straight and do Yahoo Yahoo. No, it's actually ridiculous. I don't know where. I don't know at what point in time our values just got so messed up. People started making money. Right? When you say, "Oh, I'm 23, I'm already a millionaire," I'm not even like me. I'm wondering how you 23 and also if I want to be a millionaire at 23 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, 16 already making billions and you bought my first. Those kind of things. You, you start yeah. making so you can make money while you're young. Yeah. I have an so unpopular opinion. Right. Rap music. Okay. I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. I love rap, mm-hmm. right? But like the origins of it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I These get guys were drug dealing. They were, you know, they were doing they illegal activities. They were drug dealing exactly. <laughs> they were doing illegal activities and buying all this jewelry and cars and everything and rapping about it. And people now also think, you know. This is the lifestyle I want to be living. Like mm-hmm. I want to be big like this person. Mm-hmm. And even if you know they clean up their act, they open up a wing shop. You know they have sneaker shops and things like that. <laughs> the origin of the money it's is still nothing. not. It can't really be explained. Mm-hmm. So now you have these younger people thinking this guy lives like this, and you know I like that. I want to live like that as well. But then obviously the origin story, he can't tell you I got a job here. It's like Tinubu can't tell you I, I started here, I got this job, then I moved to this, then I moved to this. So now you're thinking, think, okay, so what other like way can now. I make this money fast? Exactly. And with people like that now, their story now starts in the middle. When they when they're much older and they want to do something legitimate, they cannot. 
or they will struggle because the origin story it get comma yeah and then everybody's now asking questions and you cannot answer the question well yeah because your origin story has comma and you know the thing is personally yeah, fraud money I, somebody has asked me before if I could if I could date somebody who was doing fraud, I and I said absolutely I cannot. Well, can no. you help to the Can you date somebody who was doing fraud? I cannot. No. I'm so Your sorry. And I understand that. Like I can I can appreciate that you've changed. You know you've. You grown, can be my friend. You learned yeah. that that was not right and whatever, but. I just, I feel like there are some things okay. that you just cannot come not, back not from. Fraud, not Yahoo, like making illegal money from selling drugs and those kinds of things. No. I can't date a former drug dealer. Do you know why? <laughs> my mom is always saying, my mom is always saying, she uses the example, the analogy of a, the son of a market woman, mm-hmm. right? And this isn't like look, to look down on market women, it's just like that's the analogy that, she, you know, gets the point across. The son of somebody who grew up in the markets, right, with a stall and everything, at the end of the day, the life he is used to, the things he is used to, will not be the same as somebody who grew up in a sheltered environment. You know, you go straight from house to school, from school to church, and right back home, or maybe to your cousin's house or something. When a situation comes up, it's like how we were talking about this whole, you know, being followed and whatever. Okay, that's actually even a better one to use. Sorry, guys, I'm all over the place, but <laughs> let me explain this. So earlier on, we were talking about being followed, and I was telling I was telling them about how I've actually been followed a couple of times back home in Nigeria, and you know how I've been able to navigate my way out of it. First of all, I'm now a very risky driver. If I see the slightest sign of being followed, I will press accelerator till I reach my house. I now know the roads I can enter to, like you know, bend this way, go this way. I am now a bit better at navigating my way out of those kind of situations now someone like zoe for example hasn't been in any type of situation like that she wouldn't know how to do how to you know handle that she'll probably just park her car and say please i'm sorry yeah you know and that brings me back to now this pepper son of a of a market woman thing right when the time comes for a difficult situation he will go back to the skills he learned when he was in that environment I don't know those skills. I don't know how to navigate those kind of waters. Yeah. But he does. So if he has been drug dealing and I have been at home in my mother's house, eating rice and stew, going to church, being a good girl, if a situation comes up between the two of us that requires that street knowledge he gained, he will use it. Yeah. At my disadvantage. And you I know, don't know that. a good example would be like, let's say you've married that man now. Money troubles coming. He will go back to the skills he knows. How to? How do I make money so that we can sustain ourselves until everything is good again? He will go he back, will go to, back to, to his hustler mentality. Because he's a hustler at heart. And I cannot. I can't do no, that. Because now I am worried. I'm worried for the children. No. No. I, I can't do it. You can be my friend. It's like even like being in a relationship with somebody who has a violent past. Right. This person used to be very aggressive, you know, very quick to break bottle and all of that but he has changed now are you don't you think that one day somebody will piss him off to the point where he's gonna be like listen let me show you what jesus has covered let me show you where i'm coming (laughs) from it's not his fault but he does revert back to that same behavior that was a problem before he may not be doing it all the time but in that one instance that he uses it he can kill somebody in that, <laughs> in that one instance that it is necessary, he can kill somebody. Yeah. If he used to kill people, 
He already knows. He's used to. He it. has the skills and the ability. He has, to do it he has the ability to do it again. So if pushed to the point where he feels backed into a corner, he's going to kill somebody, and I'm not okay with that. In fact, you that you're asking us, can you date a drug dealer? Question. Can you date a fraud boy? That's your ass. You're a woman of standards. A woman of class. No, I can't. I just cannot. I cannot, so I can't. I it's, it's too, too much, much stress. stress. And I just find that. Every day you're living your life watching watching your back. I, I like this. You know, that is the thing. My dad is. If the drug dealer now enters problem, not my my dad my dad always says that good money clean money is the best type of money he's always saying at the end of the day if something terrible were to happen and you know there was an end to all the money that's coming in if he's able to go home to the house that he bought with the wife that he has <laughs> and the children that are his and just drink Gary every day. He's very fine with that. Honestly. Because at the end of the day, this is the thing that matters. It's not all that extra money mm-hmm. outside. And he likes the fact that he can come home. If he wants, he can tell them, in fact, I'm not even working again today. 11 o'clock, he has gone home. He'll just put on the AC, lie down on his bed. He's sleeping. He's not thinking EFCC might be checking my file, or, <laughs> or you know, my ops. My ops might be standing for me. Nothing of anything like that. If he has problems, is that maybe one child is not behaving well. Exactly. Or, you know, the generator has fault. We have real life problems. <laughs> not like all those other issues. We now be dodging the police. Your boyfriend is calling you. I need to come and cool off at yours for a bit. Cool off for words. Or they say, oh, say, please, please, can I hide this in your house? They're they about to search my... Hide what? You guys Where? get to a police checkpoint and he's telling you to open your bag so he can put something uh, inside. No, I can't. I cannot. That's just too much. It is out, of, the, it's out of my realm of reality. Please, please. Me, I don't do Bonnie and Clyde romance. I'm not interested. Bonnie I don't Clyde want... Bonnie and Juliet. You know, I don't want... I can't I cannot do. this girl. Juliet was 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. They, were t- they were teenagers. Teenagers in love. It explained why they, you know... <laughs> Why they unalive themselves? <laughs> because you know, and that is because wait, like deep it. Juliet poisoned herself. Romeo came to kiss her to taste the poison and die. I be didn't drink the venom. Drink, 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 drink the poison. Then she now woke up and saw that he has died. Make it like, sense. I feel like this even takes us to the next topic. The way we're just going in between. <laughs> but like we said, guys, this is literally just catch up. Well. Just catch up. <clears throat> this takes us to our next topic: self-preservation, <laughs> survival of the fittest. Survival man. of the fittest. Everyone no, I'm going to pose self. you guys. I'm going to pose a question to you guys. Like okay. You're in a relationship. I knew it. <laughs> right. Oh, no. You're married. Okay. Let me use marriage now because relationships are trivial. Mm-hmm. You're married. Mm-hmm. You have children with this man. Mm-hmm. And he has... Let's say you have... <laughs> let's, say, let's say you have three children. Okay. He has committed a, an offense, mm-hmm. right? This is a jailable offense. Okay. Like, Let's let's assume he's he's been doing money laundering, okay. right? I will allow you to finish before I answer because I have an answer. <laughs> I think he's been doing money laundering, yeah. and now he's about to go to jail. Like he's been found out and everything. But if he wires some of that money to you, like if he transfers some things to you, mm-hmm. then it takes him out of trouble, and you won't be you well technically you shouldn't be in trouble mm-hmm. because you're not in their radar. Mm-hmm. He's the one that they're looking for. But if they can't find stuff with him, then he's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you let him transfer those things to you knowing that this is the subject wait, of a criminal wait, investigation? Wait, wait, wait. 
he will transfer the things that are putting him in trouble to me. Yes, <laughs> and, 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 and the reasoning behind it, right, is that the reason behind this is that you are not being searched. Like, the moment he's clear, he can move these things back to himself. Would you let him do that? He can move it to another person that is not being searched. Shay is not me, he's alive. Move it to somebody else. Move it to, I should move it to your mother. <laughs> because Can you love your mother more than me. Ah, hey now, my mommy says, move it to your mommy. Now. Give your it to your mommy. Says. If your mommy should say no, you are. Why will I now come and say yes? Ah. Your mother rejected. It's now it's me. Me, 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 me that I say my own mother, my own ah. father, and my children. Ladies, ah. ladies, somebody else's mother. Ah. <laughs> ladies, the mother, the mother, my mother, <laughs> mother, the mother. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, new generation. <laughs> oh, also, no. you are not that transparent. No, I'm personally. For me, I've always said I don't believe in ride or die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do ride. <laughs> I will not die. I cannot do die. <laughs> because I feel like if you're going down, I don't want to be going down. You know, nobody sees a sinking ship and jumps on it. Okay. You jump off it. So in that situation, I wouldn't let you do that. Like mm-hmm. I don't care whether I'm on your radar. I don't I don't even want to know. Exactly. You and did it illegal thing. Don't tell actually, me anything. I think I would actually even be offended if my and husband did something illegal, and now you're 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 on the verge of being caught, and you're telling me I don't want to know. When the police ask me questions, I want to be able to tell them I have absolutely no clue. And mean it. And mean it. I don't want to have to lie don't make for me you. A liar. I don't want to have that to do any of that. When you're trying to like find all the information. It's just very tacky. Mm-hmm. No, I can't do it. You can look for somebody else. You, your mommy, your friend. I have another scenario now. Yep. Your child has committed a murder. Oh, will you take the blame so your child... Like, will you go to take the blame and go to jail so your child can, you know, be free? You, you think this is power? <laughs> Lord, I will drag that child to jail since I could not raise you with sense. Maybe you... you I don't, I don't, I don't jail. think, right, I would... Um, I'm not taking the blame. I'm not taking the blame, right? But I don't think I'm just going to hand my child over to the police immediately. Like, we'll have to sit down. They will tell you that you're obstructing justice. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to hand my child over to the police immediately. We'll have to sit down and think of what to do first. Mm-hmm. But the child will just send the point. So would you, would you try to okay. get them out of it? Like, if there was a way you could, you could, you know, handle the thing that your child, like the police basically overlooks your child, would you do that? Like if they called you Does in, that mean like they called you in, in to like to like um to back up his claims of where or her claims of where they were? Yeah. Would you say that they were with you even when they weren't? Yeah, I need I need all I need from the beginning to end, even the bad the worstest of the worstest. You must tell me so that if, because just go and just start talking. Because one thing I know is I will not take the blame. I will not take the blame. And you must set punishment. But even though it's just it was meant to ten years, I just five years. No, not even that one. If they tell me the option is death penalty or jail time, jail time, you will go to jail. jail. I'll figure out how to put you in jail. But you will not self punish. You will not death penalty. No, you can live at the best. Unless you want to die, then I will allow you. I feel like for me, I'm gonna hand you over to the police. I will, like, you know, people always tell me, oh, well, you never really know what you'll do until that time comes. And I can appreciate that, right? But at the end of the day, I like to think that I am somebody who has unbiased, like, values. Mm-hmm. If it was my brother, if it was, I love my brother so much. Like, I mean, anybody that knows me and my brother knows that that's my baby. Mm-hmm. My mommy is just his ceremonial, <laughs> you know, mother figure. That is my baby. 
but I will hand him over to the police because I feel like there have to be consequences for, for actions. Actual, yeah. If my child did that, I can't have a conversation with you about it. I just cannot. When you tell me, the best I can tell you is, listen, you messed up, you've caused somebody a lot of pain, well, and you have to... I would I would tell my if child to turn themselves in. Like, if you know your child planned this thing, did, that's a different situation uh. entirely. That I would say, I would say this with me. Different. I said, baby, it's okay. Enter the car. Let me let's let's go for a drive. Let's go for a drive. To where, mommy? Don't worry. And then the mother is resulting in killing somebody. What you're saying is basically man's daughter, right? The way me, I see it. In that situation, I would tell my child, listen, you have messed up. Manslaughter doesn't carry the same charge as murder. Turn yourself in you get more leniency when you are actually just That's straight up and upfront with them so it's for us to now go to court it's for me and your father or just me to find you a good lawyer that's going to get you as little time as possible but you must go you must go you can't be a fugitive i'm not saying you're not going to go but it's just i have to understand the situation yeah imagine your child has already been a jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> your, son is doing your son is eating roasted bum bum. I'm matching you to the station. Yeah. I am. Ma- in fact, I'm too scared to match you to the station. I was just about to say that you. They will come and collect you. I was just about to say you're even bold because I'm not, I'm not matching you anywhere. I won't even do like I have plans to call the police. I'll be like, oh no, everything is fine. Everything is fine. I love you regardless. I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the store and grab some juice. <laughs> And I'm driving straight to the police station. I'm like, officer, I have a killer in my house. (laughs) I need you to get him out of there. But no, let's even remove the more, like, you know, serious charge of murder. Talking like just manslaughter, right? Mm -hmm. They need to understand there is no way you're getting out of this. There's no way. If you knew you wanted to get out of this, you shouldn't have told me. Because if you tell me, I'm going to tell you, listen... I can, as your mother, just because I love you and I know you didn't intend to do this, I'm going to cook you one last meal. <laughs> and after you finish eating this food, I'm going to need you to pick up the phone and call the police and tell them what you did. And if I give you that time to pick up the phone and call the police and tell them and you do not do it, I'm going to have to call them on your behalf. But you have to go. You have to go. I will come and I will see you every, you know, every visiting day that you guys have. I will be there, you know, I will call you and everything. And when you come out, I'll try and see what we can do to, mm-hmm. to help you out. But I cannot, I cannot even condone the talk of you maybe trying to see what you can do to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Because whether we like it or not, somebody's child is dead. Somebody's child is dead. Somebody's family is mourning. And you are the cause. And you think you should have a peaceful life? You can't have a peaceful no. life. You can't have a peaceful no. life. You have you to serve the your consequences time. of your actions. You have to apologize to the family. Even though your apology doesn't bring back their, 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 their child or their brother or whatever that they've lost. You have to let mm-hmm. everybody know you are remorseful. I have a question. What if your child isn't remorseful? Is he a bastard? <laughs> <laughs> or is she mad? Which one? <laughs> You guys didn't see the way of saying that it's just a <laughs> nostrils fled. <laughs> no, because I'm thinking, how can my child not be remorseful? Not be remorseful? <laughs> my child? Not your child, my own child. Then don't keep it in there. Oh, no. <laughs> if you do that, I, I think I will beat you up before the police come. <laughs> I will actually, as I'm, as I'm beating you up, I'm calling the police. I have a murderer here right now. I'm going to hold him down till you get here. And I'm going to beat you up. I agree, man. I By agree. the time you're going to jail, I might even have assault case to go and answer. <laughs> but I will beat you up. Because how dare you be so wicked? How oh. dare you be so cruel? 
too wicked. It's too much. It's actually because imagine, think about it. You, your child has come home after committing murder. Told you that they committed murder, and they're so nonchalant about it. You now say, okay, let's go. You say, go to where? Did you watch Desperate Housewives? No, I've seen a few episodes. Um, one of the housewives, her her son ran someone over. Yeah, actually ran the mother-in-law of of one of her friends over. Yeah, and he was initially. I thought maybe he had some remorse, but I think it was less remorse, more that he was scared that he had just you know killed somebody, and she was actually trying to help him cover it up. Eh? I could never no. No. This show, the American show. one. Okay. <laughs> I could never do something like that because, first of all, this this is the topic of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be thinking, I have an unremorseful killer living under my roof. So the day I upset you, you've already had a taste of it. You had a little nibble. You now know whether you like it or not. <laughs> and then I'll be the next person you now... This time, you have intent. <laughs> this time, they'll be intent to kill me. Especially, you know, because mothers can be annoying. Mm-hmm. When I'm, when I'm and talking... And when you're nagging... Then under my mind, own, just like, under my own roof, I'll be tiptoeing, I'll be walking on eggshells because I'm afraid that my child will kill imagine, me. Imagine, you leave your child's room, in your, your child's just thinking, oh, I'm coming for you next. Don't worry, just one more time, one more strike and I'm coming for you. I'm telling you, that the lack of remorse is even what will piss me off most because mm-hmm. now I have to bring out the Bini woman side of me and I have to beat <laughs> you up because Why? Why would you do that? Mm. It's like even with things like stealing, you steal from someone and I tell you like, no, 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 you can't do that. It's not right. And you are trying to justify what you did. Oh, wait, you guys, I think just telling somebody something is not right so I can understand why it's not right. No, I'm, I, I'm a strong believer in explaining things. Like, this is why it's not right. But you are not six years old. This is taking <laughs> us to our next topic of parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Personally. Oh, it's like number four. <laughs> So personally, I always like when I talk to other Nigerians about this. I, my the responses are always you know nobody nobody agrees with me. What do you want to now? (laughs) I believe in gentle parenting, in Montessori style gentle Mm -hmm. parenting. So I wouldn't want to have to hit my child for any reason. I understand that you know it may not be that I will actually never have to hit them for anything, Mm -hmm. but I would like to hope. That's how do you know the thing with gentle parenting it's like obviously be gentle with your child explain things yeah. talk them through it but one thing that people like always forget is that there will be times where you can shout at the child and hit the child and it's not because oh you're justifying it it's instinct the child is doing something that is immediately dangerous to their life yeah. and you have to just drag them you yeah. have to shout stop it like yeah. it's instinct they need to be shocked and stop but like in general if they're playing and they're doing something wrong why am I shouting why, at you? Why are you shouting at you? Please, Omolade, take the mic. What does that mean? What does that I'm mean? I'm If I was to eat, I eat. If I was to be with you, I'm just with you. No, Fair no, enough. No so, you're, you, it, it depends on your mood. Uh, my, if my mother raised me, the mood buys that You know what the thing is for me, right? <laughs> Obviously, growing up, it wasn't all, don't do that. Oh, I told don't stay away from that. Occasionally, it was, you know, you know, but but like even when I speak to my mom now, I think we both kind of agree, right? That the actual hitting, like beating your child for things, maybe flogging them with the cane or whatever, 
if you really really dissect it and look at it there is one thing at the core of it and that's the parents loss of control mm-hmm. it's like they will always say p- people that beat their children will it's always tell you they will always tell you it's a consequence it's a punishment right mm-hmm. but i genuinely believe that it is a loss of control on the parents part because for example with like all of us now we're all sitting down here we're all friends you know everyone's talking your friend can really, really agitate you. Mm-hmm. Like, they can really do so a horrible serious. thing. But you're not going to start beating your friend. Mm-hmm. But why, why aren't you beating your friend? It's because you have self-control and you know, at the end of the day, everybody keeps their hands to themselves. So, the way I see it, right, is like, why doesn't that same approach also apply to the children? Mm-hmm. I'm, I think in Nigeria, it also boils down to the whole thing of respecting children. I thinking that children are children therefore they don't need respect they have to do as their parents have told them and like you even hear some parents saying i'm your mother i'm your father therefore you must that doesn't mean anything i'm your mother i'm your father so you have to do it I this mean, argument doesn't fly in a lot of nigerian communities I'm an but i understand why it's like you said we have a very we have a very age-based respect system yes right it's not like it's a bad thing but mm-hmm. i personally you know I think I also mentioned this yesterday as well. I personally just believe respect everybody. The way I see children as many adults. Yes, no, I don't see them as I don't see them as just these things that follow you around, these people that follow you mm-hmm. around. Like these are many adults. And I would like to start like from the beginning, I would like to have my children have some let them understand that they are individuals. Like mm-hmm. aside from me, you are a person. You are complete and you are whole. Exactly. You have your rights. You are allowed to tell me, like, if I come in for a hug, you're allowed to tell me, I don't really want to hug anyone right now, mommy. And I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to, I should respect that. Mm -hmm. If I come into your room and you're not really in the mood to to hang out with anybody, you should be able to tell me, right now, I just want to be alone. Mm -hmm. And I should be able to tell you, oh, that's cool. Let me know when you're free to, you know, to come and have a conversation. If I, if I, if I I cook. And you don't want to eat this respectfully, obviously. You are allowed to tell me, is there anything else I can eat? I don't think I want to eat this right now. And I shouldn't be upset by that. Because at the end of the day, the fact that I want to eat beans today doesn't mean that all my children must want to eat beans today as well. I don't even think you shouldn't be upset. If you're upset, you're upset, fine. But you don't need to act on that upset. Mm -hmm. Because that child has their own likes and preferences. So even if you're upset, recognize that, oh, I'm hurt that my child doesn't want to eat this thing that I too also Mm -hmm. want to eat. But fine, what do you want to eat? Because you know what I found, right? If not, make it for yourself. A lot of of, of (laughs) adults now that were, you know, really beaten or you know, really had like strict routines and everything at home. They really didn't have a say in anything. They start learning in their early 20s that I can actually say I don't like this. I can actually say I don't want this. But then that's already late to be learned. I mean, it's never too late to learn something, right? But that is a late stage Mm -hmm. to be learning things that some other people learned, you know, when they were 12 or when they were 10 or something. Mm -hmm. So you now find adults, even in the working space in Mm -hmm. Nigeria, let me use the working space because that's actually a good one. Mm -hmm. You find adults that are unable to say, I can't take up this extra work right now. Because it's seen almost like, it's seen almost like, like you have to do what is told, what you're told to do by your superiors. Mm -hmm. There isn't anything of, okay, yeah, my superior said this, but this doesn't really work with me right now. Whereas you come to the UK here and these people will email their, their supervisors and be like, listen, this extra work, I cannot take it on right now. Mm -hmm. As you can see, I have too much on my plate. 
this doesn't work for me right now and it goes on like that and it's even the same thing in relationships right you now have people you have women going into relationships with men older men or whatever and they cannot say i don't want to go out for lunch today i don't want to go and hang out with your friends today i don't want this i don't want that you are basically they basically subdue they beat out the ability to say no from you and that's part of what comes with your child not being able to feel like an individual. So then you find out that they're going to school for you. Mm-hmm. They're doing courses for you. They aren't actually sitting down to say, my mom wants me to study law, but I want to study history. Mm-hmm. They don't have the basis to do that. So now you have lawyers that are angry and upset at the job that they're doing because it's not what they actually wanted and to do. Like with that now, what really annoys me is that like when parents are saying these things, they're saying it. It's coming from a good place. They are worried. They want to have a comfortable life and everything. But they fail to look at the fact that they are going to die and leave you with their choices. Then you that like, you lack the ability to like say no, stand up against it. You'll now be angry at yourself and at the whole world. And that's why in Nigeria, you have so many miserable people. You have people that, how life is now, growing up for me, right? I don't make my parents for you, but they made loads loads of choices for us, right? Mm They may, may want to even like do entrepreneurship and things and this kind of thing. Like, no, don't do anything. Sing the house up. Read your book. Read your book. Now I've grown up to be a person that if I'm not actually reading my book, I don't have anything else I can do. I don't know, like, I don't have my hidden talents or hidden skills. I used to write before. My father never harnessed that potential of mine. Like, all those little, yeah. little things that you have, they don't look into that kind of thing because they're just making the choices for you. And now you don't yeah. want to be a person that you just want to, like, yeah. And it's like as you get older and you look at it, you're like, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but you could have. I would not die if I'm also writing and playing basketball yeah. on the side. I will still were, pass. We had some some students when I was in secondary school that were excellent at playing instruments, mm-hmm. like violin, piano. These people were good, but it was always just an after school activity. Like some people would actually sneak in to the to the classes after to just you know play one or two, and it's like. Your child, you don't know whether your child could have been in symphony hall right now. Yeah. You know, performing with the world's largest orchestra or something. This could have been something that, and they would be happy doing it. Even if they weren't making money, they would be happy doing it. But now they're wearing tie all the way up, strangling themselves in an office that they absolutely detest. Doing all of this just to make you happy. But then at what, at what point do you now stop and say, I want to make me happy? But then that's when you now see rebellion coming up. And the rebellion always, let me not say always, it usually comes in a very bad way, right? Because mm-hmm. you reach a point and then you start seeing other people that didn't have the same kind of upbringing as you. And you see people being happier. Yes. You see people being happier. You see them being able to, you know, they seem more self-aware. They're more assertive. They're mm-hmm. able to just immediately, even in friendships, if you say something they don't like, they're like, oh no, please don't speak to me that way. I don't, I don't appreciate that. And it's not even on a, on a violent level. Mm-hmm. They're just telling you, I don't like that. Put an end to it. And yet, you have friends that do things, horrible things to you every day. You can't tell them no. Mm-hmm. You can't tell them stop. Because you, it's, you are unable to bring that word out of your throat. Yeah. And then you just and stop one day and you're like, you know what? Fuck everybody. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care. Are the parents proud? It's their business. Is my family happy? 
it's their business. And my friends, okay, it's their business. Right now, I just want to focus on me. But then now you're moving from one extreme to, to the, the other extreme. And, and the reason you're why, looking like, yes, going on? The why reason why like you're this? doing that is because you never had those growing years to harness the ability to manage your individuality mm-hmm. as well as your relationships with other people at the same time. So now you're older, you're in your mid-twenties or maybe even in your thirties or your forties mm-hmm. and you're saying, fuck everybody. That brings me less... Slightly segue into another topic: <laughs> managing relationships and friendships. Yeah, so I want to ask. So obviously we're in our mid twenties now, and nobody like you know hey, growing hey, up. Hey, hey, hey. I'm my early twenties. <laughs> it remains how many months? <laughs> like growing up, like if there was growing up, like when like children think of friendships, it's it's the good side, it's the happy side, it's it's the Oh, this person's my friend. This person's my best friend. Let's do this together. He <laughs> he, hold hands. Um, yeah. you know, sing around, bring around roses, all of that. But nobody ever spoke about like even like friendship breakups. Like when you end a friendship in like um primary school, secondary school, it just becomes a thing of I don't like her anymore. I'm not talking to her anymore. But then as you grow older, like and you like grow in your friendships, you make friends with like people that you want, like your community. You're developing a community. Yeah. Nobody talks about or nobody like it's only recently I'm even seeing this as a thing on the tail, like friendship breakups and like the fact that they can even be more painful than relationship yeah. breakups. What do you guys think about like managing that and maneuvering through that? Because nobody has ever, like me, for me at least, nobody has ever actually spoken to me about like, oh, you know, you can fall out with friends as an adult and it's okay. It seems like, a, oh my God, I can't fall out with this person. This person is supposed to be the auntie to my child. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And that happens to you. What? I'm just saying that, like, I'm recently seeing it on the tail, and I'm deep in that. It's actually a thing, and like, ending friendships with your friends, it's painful. But, like, nobody talks about the fact that that's painful. It's always break up with your boyfriend. Will you do what, uh, what will you do if your boyfriend should do this? So, yeah, like, you know, yeah, I've lost, for me, I always break up with friends, never ending. That's what happens. Oh, my is like <laughs> chapter closed. <laughs> it's not like a so he said bye. <laughs> So that's not a friendship breakup. That's like growing apart. It's like actually like having to tell your friend, you know what? Don't ever speak to me again. Yeah. You know. Something happened maybe. Personally. Like, like yeah. That happens. Oh, it happens. Though. The people that know me are probably already giggling <laughs> as they are hearing me speak now because I cut. Oh Lord God, I cut people out like what I don't know. But it is because I reached a point, right? And I was always gathering. I was keeping all these friends, keeping in touch with people that I knew were saying nonsense things or people that didn't quite like me. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was like, are you, are you sick? Is it a mental issue? Mm-hmm. And I started thinking like, do I have separation anxiety? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And I say did proudly because mm-hmm. I no longer have that. <laughs> I always felt like, you know, if somebody is around me, if somebody's my friend, I want them to remain my friends. Mm-hmm. I want I want them to still like me. I mm-hmm. want them to be here with me. I didn't like I like I, I never liked, you know, being close to somebody and then just not being close to them anymore. Mm-hmm. It made me feel somehow mm-hmm. like it made me feel almost sick. I know yeah. what you're saying. I'm I know like, exactly why is this person saying. not speaking to me anymore? Why can't I just call this person? Why can't mm-hmm. I do why can't I do that? And then one day I just told myself, choose peace. Mm-hmm. And it's not peace with all men. No. It's peace <laughs> for myself. So the way I work now I come first in every situation. I'm not even, like, I don't even close my mouth to say it. I am number one in every situation. 
So if my relationship with you is not giving me peace, I'm so sorry. It's not, I'm not even angry with you, but you have to stop talking to me. I have to stop talking to you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I get people that tell me, you know, that's not healthy. It's not a good way to like navigate relationship with people because I don't even let the issue get to a big point before I tell you, don't contact me again. Mm-hmm. From the beginning, if I just see small like this, I was like, the way you're doing, I cannot, you know, it, and that's the end. <laughs> you will not hear from me again. Is it a good way to handle relationships? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can, I can, I, I can mean, confess. Yes, I can say it is probably not the best way to handle relationships with people. But at the end of the day, I would choose myself over relationships with anybody. Mm-hmm. So if the relationship is not giving me peace, if when I see you, I'm not happy. If when I call you, I finish the call and I'm like, oh, or, you know, I'm hearing things. I don't even need to hear anything. If me and you mm-hmm. does not give me joy, that is the end of our relationship. I don't even mm-hmm. care to manage it. I think for me, like, I'm just reaching that stage where it's like, I'm deep in that. I may have separation anxiety. And where the hell did that come from? Like, when I realized, like, where the hell did that come from? Because I was never like this. Yeah. And I'm like, when did this happen? Why did this happen? Why am I like this? Like, And it's like, exactly what you said. Like, where it's like... Cause you want to talk to your friends, like if you are close to the person, you love the, you love your friend and everything. Yeah. You want to talk to them. You want to keep the people that you love around you. And it's like if you are not feeling good after talking to them, it's like I don't want, I can't do this yeah. anymore. But then also deep down, cause like with me now, I'm very selective with my friends. I don't become friends with just anybody, so I don't have many friends. Or I don't even have many close friends. So if I, if you see me calling somebody my friend. I have done due diligence. Are you an okay your research? Uh-uh. Do you have sense? Is everything all right upstairs? Because I cannot stand when, like, later, you now start hearing things. Ah, this person said this thing, this, 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 this about you. Nenemi, 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 nenemi. And me, as a person... Nenemi is like, it's, it's a benign thing. It's like... Uh, it's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I learned, I learned that I, I'm an empath. I absorb everybody's emotions and I yeah. start feeling it too. Even if I'm not in the situation, if you are feeling a type of way and you are around me feeling a type of way, I will start feeling a type of way with you. I'm the type of person I for saying is crying because she stubbed her toe. My stomach will be doing me because her toe is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I I and I've learned that I can't keep doing that to myself because one, it's not good for my own health. I have stress induced anxiety. It makes me TMI, but it makes me shit. <laughs> it's I not like the toilet. Osasu experiences stress and she ends up in the hospital the next day. I kid you not. <laughs> Osasu will be stressed and she will be in the hospital with the thing on her finger. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not built for... I'm made for a soft life. She will be sick. Blanket on her head, everything at home. She's sick because of stress. <laughs> I'm not built for stress. So I'm like, now that I'm learning that, I internalize other people's feelings and emotions also. I have to be very careful with like, the way I navigate friendships. And now it's like, it's this thing where it's like, I have to learn it. My mother taught me, you know, if you don't like somebody, don't go near them. If, if you, nobody taught me, if you like somebody, but they are not giving you peace, don't go near them. I, I went through like this phase. So I had this, it was almost a year I'd say. And some of the people that were closest to me, I still love them. They had issues, right? And when I say issues like, you know, depression and whatever, mm-hmm. me, I was perfectly fine. No. Happy me like this. No, I wasn't perfectly <laughs> fine. But 
the way I am, if something is doing me, nobody else will really know. Same. You probably just notice that I started dressing different. I have like a, I like to dress to suit my mood. <laughs> so if you see me, I start wearing all like black. Dress for her mood you know, <laughs> my hair is looking different. And I'm just more quiet than something is probably going on, but I won't say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't even drag it out. It, like, it's not going to come out. You have to be ready to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I started hanging out with these people, and obviously, same way, I'm an empath. But I had to kill that part. I, I, I killed it, buried it. I don't <laughs> even know why I buried it. Please gone. give us tips. Long long gone. After you tell your story, give us tips. <laughs> my, tips my tips, my tips, I don't say them in public because it's not a, it's not a healthy way to handle issues. I know issues. your tips. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's more than that. It's, it's more than, than that. It. It's, more than, it's, it's other things. But yeah. And I basically, I became people's therapist. Me that needed therapy. I was giving people therapy. <laughs> And I, I just found that I was giving... I, you know when you already have so little of yourself? You're now giving out the little that you have mm-hmm. yeah. to other people. Trying yeah. to make everybody else feel okay. I now inherited the extra depression mm-hmm. from the relationships I was having with these people. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like, it just... It was a whole mess. It was like a whole downward spiral. Because now it's my problem compounded with the emotions I'm gathering and collecting from mm-hmm. these other people. And I had to just stop. I had to just yeah. stop. Um, I felt bad because yeah. I was like, you know, these people need me. But mm-hmm. then that's is where the peace that I was I was talking about yeah. earlier comes in. Because I had to ask myself, like, they need me, yes, but I need me more, more than, than them. them. Yeah, I think I'm slightly different there. Where for me, it's more like a, I, I will, I, I will help people so that I don't have to think about my own issues. I rather help you sort out your own life than have to sort out my own. I don't want to think about it. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in figuring it out and getting to the square root. Yeah. The, the problem, let's if I can find bottle, put it inside, and throw it into it. the ocean, I'm okay. That's exactly what I don't. I don't want to, I don't need to deal with it. But like but now know, I'm learning, I actually have to. Yeah. Because eventually everything will come, you will burn out, you will crash, and it will be you and you alone because ain't nobody there to help yeah. you. Even if remember. they are there to help you, they cannot help you the way you can help yourself. I'm, I, I can't remember, it was either my cousin or my mom that told me this, but they were like, Problems are like stones, right? Mm-hmm. Something comes, something happens to you, you don't deal with it, mm-hmm. you toss it over your shoulder. You're still carrying the stone. It's just mm-hmm. over your just, shoulder where you yeah. can't see it. The next thing happens, you toss it over, you toss it over, you toss it over. Before you know it, you can't walk as fast because you're carrying so many stones behind you. Eventually, your back is going to start hurting. Your knees are going to start giving way because you're carrying stones behind you. So what do you do? You have to drop it. Mm-hmm. But to drop it, you have to first release your hand. You have to... First of all, determine what is in my hand. Then you can drop what is in your hand and then start moving on. So, yeah, regarding my tips, man. (laughs) I don't advise anybody to do this because you can go to a place that you're not able to come out from. (laughs) It will carry you to go where you don't know. (laughs) But first of all, my thing was isolation. I had to first drop everybody. If you notice, there was a time I would drop everybody don't talk to anybody just you yourself mm-hmm. you will sit down inside and you will dig out that issue you will fight yourself you will bring it out you will address everything that you have not addressed it's a very very painful process i'm telling you there were days that i was not even you, eating you yeah there were days yeah. i wasn't eating I, i'll just be at home i'll go to work you know after smiling smiling with everybody i'll sit exhausted. in my car and i will just cry the whole drive from ikoyi to leki with traffic three hours i'm just inside the car crying i get home 
just you know shower take off your clothes you don't even have the energy to eat you sleep you wake up you start the day again same mm-hmm. thing pretend come back crack literally but that isolation is definitely necessary because i feel like it was even when i did the isolation that i realized i can actually just not talk to people mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't need but, to i can just not but you see that thing you have to be a certain type of person to be able to like you need solitude for growth but you have to be a certain type of person to be able to grow in solitude because some people it's a downward spiral that's why i said it can just carry it where you don't know mm-hmm. because the moment you cut off everybody mm-hmm. and it is just you you realize first of all you don't need to talk to everybody you can avoid people so now it is one of two things you either actually dig it out and you're able to come out eventually and now start you know you reintegrate into society mm-hmm. or you're unable to dig it out and you're stuck in your solitude mm-hmm. So now it is you, yourself, and your problems alone. Nobody to come and say, oh, no, let's go outside and mm-hmm. get some fresh air. Nobody. It's just mm-hmm. you. So if you were bad, you can become worse. Mm-hmm. Because there's nobody to come and say, ah, this thing you're doing is not making sense. Oh, yeah, follow me, follow me, follow me. Even if you are following that person, packing face, at least you are in society. Yeah. There's outside inputs, outside stimuli. When you're at home alone, especially if you're living alone, or to be honest, you can be living with people and still be living alone. And if you're that type of person where you're going down, oh my, you feel alive yourself. Like, that's why. That's why I said I don't. I don't like. I. I don't even. I. I try not to even talk about the methods with people because mm-hmm. you don't want to be the reason why somebody thinks. Okay, let me try this yes, extreme solitude, and then, and then it doesn't get better for them. Exactly. It did get better for me, mm-hmm. but it may not get better for the next person. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't. I don't advise it. Yeah. Go and see a therapist, please. Honestly. But for me, that's what worked. I cut everybody off. Mm-hmm. After I finished, I went through the whole process. First of all, you lie to yourself. Then you tell yourself the truth. Then you hate yourself. Then you like yourself. You hate yourself some more. Then you're like, you know what? I'm okay. Then you start feeling yourself. Then you start feeling yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but then the thing is, usually when you get to that point where you start feeling yourself, you're you basically untouchable at that point. I, Nothing I that people I, do upsets you because you are now so comfortable by yourself that another person's actions, they don't, they don't bother you. If it's not okay for you, just... You know, tell us mm-hmm. to be going. I mean, I was alone for how many months I did not die. So mm-hmm. you can really head out. <laughs> it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with family. All of a sudden, family members that don't give you joy, cut, cut them, them out. out. And you don't feel like, as I am now, I don't feel, let me not say, I have deep connections with people, but I don't feel attached to mm-hmm. people. I'm not attached to anybody. Mm-hmm. Literally, if everybody were to say, you know what, we don't like to say anymore, we're not going to talk to her anymore, I would be perfectly fine. When I say perfectly fine, my best friend, I speak to her once every couple of, you know, we just, okay, so now, oh, hi, how you doing? She knows that she's my best friend. I know that she's my best friend. Mm-hmm. We leave it like that. When we see, we see. So if I can do that with my best friend, is it now? Mm-hmm. So, to be honest, you can do it with your mommy. Is it, exactly. is it, is it somebody now? that does not care for your life that you can like this is the person that brought me into this world <laughs> if i can tell her you know what i'm not talking to you <laughs> leave me alone so yeah, yeah um, how was it it's actually crazy what's about re- re- hey english has reintegrating into society you definitely have to take it like one step at a time because mm. you will find that you no longer have a social battery mm-hmm. not even that you have a low social battery you don't okay. have a social battery so you first of all coming back in you have to now start telling yourself you know 
people are different everybody is you know everybody has their own different way of approaching situations and things like that so then that way you don't get so agitated at the things that people are doing mm-hmm. because the slightest thing will piss, piss you, you off. off yeah it will really offend you because <laughs> you've been dealing with only yourself for so long you know yourself in and out and now somebody's bringing a foreign character and you're like mm, i don't really <laughs> like that but then that's why you now have to calm down and be like wait what's behind the character because mm. some people are just that's, not, that's not just bending yourself too but just because you're trying to get back into society mm. so that's thinking you're trying to understand everybody then yeah and say, okay people are not that bad so everybody mm. that comes i want to accept them definitely not that mm. yeah definitely not that because you're not you're not accepting everybody mm-hmm. you are you're trying to understand to accept so it's not that you're accepting and trying to modify your behavior or your mm-hmm. beliefs for this person you're trying to understand them to decide whether they can be let in mm-hmm. so me i always give the analogy of like a clean room if you have a clean room you've locked your door you've tidied up everywhere you've mopped turned on you know the room is cool mm-hmm. it's peaceful conducive for you if somebody now comes in and they sit on your bed you probably wouldn't have wanted somebody to sit on your bed yeah but then now that's why you say okay so was there somewhere else they could have sat or maybe do they just like the bed? Is the bed soft for them? There has to be a reason why they're doing that. But if somebody comes into the room and they're moving your things out of place, the things you just arranged, mm-hmm. they're trying to, you know, rearrange. You mm-hmm. can tell them, excuse me, step out. Yeah. That's, you don't yeah. have to accept that, oh, people are different. Maybe this person just likes it there. No, this is my space. Mm-hmm. And in my space, I, I determine like what happens. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. Oh, my, like, one thing that we have not talked about, which is completely off topic. What? Um, <laughs> what the <laughs> Our dear sovereign. Oh, bless Lizzie her. Girl. Bless her. Bless Lizzie her. Bless girl. her. Personally, I've always liked her. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know too much about them. They're not like celebrities or something yeah. that you know the intricacies of their life. But from what was available to the public, mm-hmm. I liked her. I like. I don't her. like what she stands for, mm-hmm. but I liked her. Yeah. So I, I didn't have anything bad to say. Example. You know, the monarchy, the, monarchy, the colonialism, all of that. Yeah. yeah. Apart from that, she stands for other good things now. She can stand for good things for other people, mm-hmm. but for us, like for, let me speak specifically for Nigeria, mm-hmm. the institution does not represent a very good thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, personally, I feel like a lot of the problems that we're having today with like politics and, um, what's the other word? The ethnic bias mm-hmm. is a word for it. I cannot okay, remember now, but um, I feel like it stems from them because I don't know why. But these guys had a very bad way of just going into places, and not asking questions, and like, just changing so, things. Because Nigeria was never—I don't believe that Nigeria was ever supposed to be one country like were this. Different nations. We couldn't have been, and they were all functioning fine exactly. for their nation. And then it's like the British came in. And it was like they tried to impose their system on top of an already existing system. And then it's like these guys are like, okay, let's adopt this. But it doesn't work for your people. And till today, we're not still using that system that doesn't work for us. You know the funny thing? Even they had to eventually accept that some things weren't working for them. Yeah. Because you have... Till today, they still change their rules. You have... Britain, mm-hmm. you have Scotland, you have Ireland. Scotland and Ireland, especially Ireland, they don't want to be part of these people. Even Scotland, it's only now they are coming down because the Queen died. Exactly, they don't want to. Irish people have a their own is deep. Mm-hmm. They do not want to be part of them. 
But you see, this is what happens when you gather a bunch of people that don't want to exist together and try to force them to exist together. Didn't they have to give up a portion of, of so, island at a point in time? Um, what do you call it? It's only Northern, Northern Ireland, Ireland that's still part of, of it. The rest is Republic they had of to, Ireland. Exactly. They had to give up a part of, of Ireland because they didn't want to be there. If we were to adopt that same strategy, Nigeria would be separated into like three different parts, mm-hmm. realistically. Honestly. Because yes, we all can't, we can't have Benin or Benin people as one country. I have mm-hmm. another country. We can't do that. But we would be separated into different parts. The South-South will probably be on its own. The North will be on its own. The East, East will be, be on its, its own. own. You know? But then all of us now being inside this place, it's a cocktail of misfortune. Because everybody every tribe is going to keep trying to fight for supremacy because you want to be able to lead your people mm-hmm. and even if the person that is from your side is doing the wrong thing you can at least rationalize it that because you know it's, one of, it's one of us but then when when it's now somebody from another tribe it's like you see these outsiders they don't know how to do things they don't this they don't this they don't this even look at politics today what is the complaint Dike cannot be not now Dike should go to the south <laughs> But at the end of the day, we're all Nigerians. We're all supposed to be one, exactly. exactly. And it's like, look at the UK now. No matter who comes in as prime minister, it's still a white... Whether it's a Scottish person, it's an Irish person, they don't care as long as oh, it, it matches the values that they want. Yeah. Yeah. But that system doesn't work in Nigeria. But here we are today, using a system that doesn't work because they impose it on us. It's what we know. Yeah. And Nigerians are not people that like change. We, we like what we, we know. <laughs> we like what we know. When you start talking about too much change, everybody's yeah. body just starts shaking. And yeah. he, here we are today. <laughs> he did not tell us the direction. He changed it exactly. He, he tell us the direction. <laughs> but yeah, he definitely, he followed through on his promise. <laughs> definitely, you know, for me, rest in peace yeah. to the queen. I liked her. Like, I didn't like the institution, yeah. but I don't have anything bad I to say like, about. I feel like Lizzie Girl as a person, I would have really liked her. She would, she looks like a vibe. Yeah. But then the institution, the institution it's not it's not it, no. Like and this has you know, lots of people left us with Charlie Boy. <laughs> you know, lots of people were like lots of people had bad things to say about her when she mm-hmm. passed away. And I saw like a couple of Nigerians, they opened Twitter spaces and things. You know, some people were condemning the people that said bad things and some people mm. were like, you know, we, we really shouldn't be condemning them. Personally, I feel like if people from any of their previous colonies have something bad to say, that's up to them. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they should be condemned for saying something bad because at the end of the day, everybody exactly. has been impacted yeah, in different yeah. ways. Yeah. We, I don't think, especially not us as Africans, I don't think we should be, yeah. we shouldn't be fighting for our oppressors. We really mm-hmm. shouldn't be. And the whole argument of, well, the people that are here now aren't the ones that oppressed us before, that is granted, right? But the proceeds of that oppression are still funding the people yeah. that are here now. Yeah. If you really are changed, like let's assume now with this drug dealer thing that we're talking about earlier, mm-hmm. you find out that your husband has been spending drug money on you or he's been kid... Okay, let's use the kidnapping. I think that's better. Yeah. He's been kidnapping people and that's how you guys have all this money that you have. If really and truly you do not support that and really and truly you are remorseful that you even were a part of this whole thing, whether knowingly or unknowingly, yeah. you would give back that money. You would at least remove yourself from the spending of that money. Yeah. If you continue to spend the money, you continue to live lifestyle, you can't tell me that you're truly remorseful. Yeah. You haven't given back. Do you understand? So, when I go to British museums and I see, you know, um, brass works oh, from, from, from my, my place, God. inside glass boxes, 
being displayed and I have to pay admission fee to see the things that were stolen from my people. <laughs> I'm not going to be happy about that. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's right. Wait, sorry. Go on. It's better in Jamvision than in Jamvision. Do you know I was about to say this thing? <laughs> not that I'm agreeing with you. I was listening to a podcast. I was at work. I was listening to a podcast. It was about Bini Bronzes because there's this whole thing about like, oh, they want to build a museum with federal government. Federal government wants to build a museum. Yeah. They should return our bronzes. Put it in. The guy was like, the guy was like, he doesn't understand why federal government is involved because when these things were stolen, there was no Nigeria. The federal government had no input in the Bini Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So why is the federal government now having interest in what belongs to the Bini Kingdom? Not even Edo State, the Bini Kingdom. Wait now. Then the guy now said that even if, okay, let's say you don't want to put it in museum and that, that, that thing is not the property of Nigeria, it's the property of the Bini Kingdom. It is the property of the Oba. The Oba should be the one to say what he wants to do. If he wants to gather everything in his bedroom, he should have the choice. If he wants to, if he wants to put everything inside museum, he should be able to. But it is his choice. I don't understand. For me, I don't. I get that they are saying like, okay, if all those things return to Nigeria, they They wouldn't be handled well. I understand it. I I heard someone give a similar like opinion and mm-hmm. they were like you know at the end of the day we're asking for these things back but do we have the facilities to, to keep them but and then you know what my what my response to that is a bunch of these artifacts that were stolen had uses mm-hmm. a bunch of them were, were not, not pieces. pieces of art no. to be displayed like things were taken when they raided the other's palace one time things were taken yes they were stolen. As property, they were the Oba's property. As for you enter my some bedroom, of these things, you take my things. And some of these things museum. were used for traditional worship. Yeah. Some of them were used for depictions of previous Oba's. Mm-hmm. Some were used for depictions of you know things that had occurred at yeah. that point in time. And some were just pieces of work that people had commissioned. And you know what right? my problem is? So if they bring it back and their argument is, well, you don't have somewhere to display it. My response to that is, they were never meant to be displayed. They were being used. It's property. It's not. And I can art. understand, like, yes, we should retain our history, right? Mm-hmm. We should be able to tell people, like, oh, back in the day, these are the kind of things we did. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I can understand why some of these things we need to be put mm-hmm. in a museum, yes. right? But then you can't create a problem and then step back and say, oh, well, you see, but you have a problem. Until you fix the problem, I can't, you know, I can't give that's you like back me, the thing I took. Like, that's like me collecting your phone. You will not tell me, Osa, so return my phone. I will not say, no, you are addicted to your phone. So I will tell you how to use your phone. After and she gave me, me, after she gave me the phone addiction, mm-hmm. she made me addicted. Then she takes my phone and says, until you are able to get better, I'm going to keep your phone. Do you understand? You create a problem, then you conveniently step back and say, oh, well, but you see, there's then a not, problem. I will not say something like, okay, you can have the charger. Or so I will say, okay, give me the AirPods too. I say, I will think about it. Let me even give you another analogy. I come to your room, Zoe, and I mess up the whole place with you. I, 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 first of all, I mess it up. Then I teach you how to be comfortable in that messed up environment. And then I take your TV and I say, oh, you see, this is an expensive gadget. The way, nice your room is, room. the way your room is and the way you're okay with the mess, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to handle this expensive gadget. So I'll keep it for you. I'll just keep it in my house. Whenever you want to see it, come and see it. But, those, but I won't give it back to you. Those things did not have value back in the day, right? No, because there were things that were being used. There were things used. that were being used. I mean, like, they want, okay, like the things that were used yeah. as, like, to depict, like, history. Like, they were telling a story. Obviously, now... It has value. Back then, it was like this thing just happened. We are putting it into this, 
you know, this is our our version of a book, yeah. our version of a history. I book. think this is also part of the reason why a lot of Nigerians and I would I would have said Africans, but I like to just speak about I, the I ones that are very certain. Exactly. A lot of Nigerians don't even know their ethnic history, mm-hmm. and that's because. These people, they'll tell you, you know, white people will want to tell you it's because, you know, we weren't very good record keepers and all of that. But it is completely false because they have have our our records. records. We didn't used to write things like them. Them, they they wrote, you know, they Mm. had books. They had, after every, like when they had monarchs and all of that, they would write Mm. a whole episode of who that person was and what they embodied. We did these things through art. And see, like now, and they've taken our history. So, what are we going to teach people when you've taken it? And the thing is, what's left behind is incomplete. Like now, if you go, you have ever been to Benin? You can drive through Ring Road and see all the bronze statues, but half of those stories are incomplete. And because the other half is inside British Museum, or the other half is in Germany, or like the little piece that should complete that statue that is in the middle of Ring Road is inside the Honeymoon Museum in East London, I'll be South East London. And like, Somebody like me now, the small I know about our history is what has been passed down to me from my father and my grandparents. But even their own is incomplete because what they were taught, the many half has been in history museum. And also bear in mind that when when the whole colonization process was was going on, there was a lot of whitewashing. Exactly. So a lot of things that would have even been passed down, they kind of like it's they worked on people's minds to reject those things. Mm -hmm. So now you see, like even with traditional worship. I personally don't believe that traditional worship is bad. But then you see people praying against traditional worship. And they say it's juju. I think that there's a difference. In my opinion, there's a difference between traditional worship and diabolic, you know. I think so too. If you're trying to do something to harm somebody, yes, completely wrong. But then there were people that just went to, you know, they went to the shrines to pray for good harvest. They went, the same way we go to church to pray, oh God, give me a job. God, give me this. This is what these people were doing. And now all those things are so demonized. Yes. That it's like, if you hear somebody, if somebody came here now and, and we were asking about religion and he said, oh, oh I worship Shango, everybody would be like, mm. but why? why? And you know what's crazy about it? It's the fact that it's Nigerians that will be doing, mm. meanwhile, Shango is, me, I don't, personally, I don't believe in multiple gods, but Shango is a, is, a, is a Nigerian god. If they have it in other parts of Africa, I don't know, but as for me, Shango is a Nigerian god. Same with Oloko and all the rest. If you want to worship them through your means of worship, however you do it, what's bad there? You're asking for fertility. You're asking for a good life. You're asking for a peaceful, peaceful home. What's, what's the difference between that person and me that we go to church and say, God, please, I want a peaceful home. And my next job should be like this. And I want to buy a car. I want to do this. What's the difference between me and the person that is asking Shango for the same thing? But then somehow Just the, the person that is asking Shango is is, is a, a bad, bad person. person. The person is crude. The person mm-hmm. is, is uneducated. But it's the same people that if they travel to somewhere like India and they say, oh, oh, this is our God Ganesh, this is our oh, God, this one, they'll be looking and say, wow, fantastic, taking pictures. Oh my God. So how does the process work? Do you just pray normally? Let me say Shango now. Parents, don't be friends with that girl. Her parents are traditional African. Is it is what's the difference between me and somebody that is Hindu? Ah, uh-huh. what's the difference between that person, the the Olokun worshiper, or the Ogun worshiper, and the person that is going to church? We just we believe our prayers are going through different places. At the end we of believe day, going to God, like us, we believe. Okay, we're speaking through Jesus to God, or we're speaking directly to God, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. This person believes they don't believe in your God. This is their to, own God. So why is this a problem? But you see, that is the whitewashing. Mm-hmm. You make people reject the one that is that their own, know. 
and take your own. And you know what? To be honest, it's just like Christianity. You know, Christianity has different denominations. Some Catholics now they pray through Mary. Yeah. Others they pray through Jesus. Others they say mm, they are praying to God. It's Mary, Jesus. Not that I'm comparing, no, but Shango Oroku to God. It's just the different way of praying. Or if you go to India, they pray through the God with elephant head and the God that is blue and to God. That's the whitewashing. Exactly. So you can't tell me, oh, we're not, we can't. Give, we would have given it back to you. We would have loved to give it back to you, but you see, you don't have museum for it. It was not supposed to be displayed. Oh, we would have given it back to you, but you know, you guys are so disorganized. You created the disorganization. So give it back to us. You know me. I, I'm always saying Nigerians need tough situations yeah because the way we are so resilient right there will always be a corner to pass there will always be a way to bypass the problem we need to be faced with those problems bring it first and And then let us now see let's now see oh we actually need to display these things maybe some maybe some things get destroyed because they're not Mm -hmm. in temperature control rooms then people will be like okay so we need to put these things in temperature control okay so this is what we need to create a temperature control room give us the problem let us face the problem and grow from the problem learn from the problem it's an if the where... artifacts get destroyed, they are our artifacts yes, to no, destroy. Yes. Exactly. exactly. If and why is it doing you that I want my thing back? Exactly. You first of all, first of all, you were not even there when they collected this property from the Benin Kingdom. So why is it you, you that you are now in charge? Why is it doing you? So, this is why <laughs> that whole argument of you know the people that are there now aren't the ones that colonized. Yes, you're not the one that the ones that colonized, but you're the one that is the director of the museum it. that has my stolen things. Because it's like, okay. You're the one who's the prime minister of a country that has refused to give mm-hmm. me my stolen things. And you always hear them say things like, okay, but like, it wasn't me. Okay, it wasn't me, but you're upholding what they did 100 years ago. Yeah. So essentially, you're joining them to do it. Yeah. And then I said, no, we're not our forefathers. I'm not my father's sins. And I don't believe that people are their father's sins or the sins of their forefathers. But if you are upholding the actions of your forefathers, then you are. Yeah. You are the sins of, it, of them. I think on that note, we're going to say... R.I.P. to Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) R.I.P. to Queen Lizzie. Let's see what Charlie Boy has for us. Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. I actually liked her. I liked her. She she was. was, Oh my god, I loved it when she would drive her range. I loved Lizzie was a bad girl. What do you call this? She wore that scarf. (laughs) Eh, boy, scarf now. I know how she ties it. Oh, like, we know we are talking about. Sorry, Zoe. We know we are talking about. I can't remember she like had it. I love it. She'll wait. She'll not sit inside that her green wig. She'll not be speeding. Anyways, she was a cutie. But we're gonna end the episode here. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And see you next one. Hopefully, we can be consistent after today. Bye, guys.